Welcome to Inside the Markets with John McLeod. Each program, we will bring you insights from top leaders in business, real estate, politics, and more, with the hope that experiences will provide you with the knowledge and understanding to help make your path to success a smooth one. All right, welcome to another edition of Inside Leadership. Today, we are honored to have Mark King, who is the president of Keller Williams Realty International, with us today. Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe a minute or two about how you ended up landing in this role. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I think the the short answer is uh, just grow where you're planted. It's one of my favorite concepts uh, in terms of both being a leader, leadership, and also growing your own career. And I think no matter where you are, you know, be great at what you do. It's it's kind of, um, and there's a, that quote's attributed to a lot of different people in our history. But I think the short answer is, Started out as an agent and got to you know the top in my market, and then decided I wanted to uh, lead some franchises and built some significant franchises. And, and over 21 years, I've had 10 different roles in this company, and I, I failed epically at every one of them. And so that's how you get promoted around here: is you uh, you know I always fail in the in the name of growth and excitement and exuberance, but uh, you have to fail your way forward. And and I'm lucky to be a part of a, an organization that rewards that. Excellent. I love that. So how did you choose real estate as your career? You know, I, I blame a late night infomercial like so many people, but it, it really, I, I was at, I was in corporate America. I learned very quickly that I, I am a, a little bit of a rebel, um, you know, which is why I'm a perfect fit to work with someone like Gary Keller, because he is too. And uh, most of the people around here uh, don't fit in a certain box. And I think uh, being in corporate America, I worked at Sprint and a uh, wonderful company, lots of great people. It just wasn't for me. And so I, uh, at 25 years old, 26 years old, looked up and had a six-figure income and off to a great start in my career, uh, which is, which is, if you know anything about my story, I grew up extremely poor and you know lived in a car for a while and that sort of thing. So to have a six-figure income in my mid-20s was was crazy to me. Uh, my path was going to be to build wealth through sports or whatever the case was, and and that that didn't that wasn't that wasn't God, God's plan. So, uh, but I realized very quickly I'm not a nine to five person uh, because I honestly I I want to work more than that. I I, I want to I care more about the organization than that. I want to uh, to to drive and, con- and 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 control the outcome of my opportunities. So I was a better fit to be an entrepreneur. And it was late one night where I was I was wanting to figure out uh, how to how to get into real estate investing, and to make a really long story short, came across an infomercial on a, a free class, free computer webinar uh, in those days. This is the, this is the year two thousand, so you can imagine the technology. But it was a webinar around how to invest in zero down real estate, et cetera. And, and that kind of sparked the love for it. I got into it. I loved everything about it. And I've loved everything about it since. Excellent. I so, might know who that was, but that's a story for another day. Yeah. So what's one of the best investments you've ever made, whether it's time, money, resources, human capital? Yeah. So other than my wife, uh, which is the, the single best investment uh, I've ever made, uh, I think I have to say that. Or is that is she listening? She she will be. Uh, no. <laughs> No, she's an amazing partner. And uh, but seriously, my 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 personal life, I am so blessed and so lucky that that I have an amazing wife who takes care of everything, uh, you know, at home, and it allows me to focus on on our businesses so that we can build a life worth living. So I think that's number one. Number two is 
it's always the who. So there's not a there's not a financial investment I've made that's ever going to outdo the you know one hire that I made that I always talk about is her name is Rebecca Rose. She is all things uh, operations. You know, she's kind of the yin to my yang. I am not a detail oriented person. I'm a trainer. I'm an educator. I'm a I'm a you know I hope to be a leader. She is the best integrator I've ever seen. So she could literally take the vision that I didn't know how to implement and go implement it on a daily basis. And so if you've read Gina Wickman's work on rocket fuel, um, it's kind of an autobiography of, of Rebecca and I. And that one hire changed the course of my, my life, my finances, my career, et cetera. And I've made hundreds of hires. Um, and so there's a whole bunch of hires right behind that. So the human side of this, surrounding yourself with the right people, um, if you have the right who, and I, and I always use a simple analogy, if you took the worst uh, group of professional baseball players uh, in the major leagues and you played against the best high school players in the country, the major league team would still win 10 out of 10 games and usually by a score of 40 to nothing, right? And so it always starts with the people. And so if you always remember that, and, and the, the challenge a lot of us have as agents, um, I was lucky to know who I was, but also who I wasn't, which was more important. And I knew I wasn't a, a great manager of things or a manager of people. I don't want to have to manage people. I want to hire the right people, let them loose, empower them to go make mistakes, and we'll go take on the world together. And I, so I, I tell agents all the time, you left real estate sales a long time ago, and now you've entered human resources. So you better get great at attracting major talent to your life. Everyone that you see, this is one of the secrets I think I've learned is you look at a Gary Keller, anybody you think is successful in life. And what you'll find is they all have one thing in common. That is the ability to share a vision that attracts really high level talent around them. And, and, and because of that, they grow amazing worlds. Love that. And, and that's a common theme that we talk mm -hmm. about. We coach to all the time is that that first hire is such an amazing and so important integral piece of being able to develop your business. So thanks for that. So what's one quirk or odd thing about you mm. that many others don't know? Well, I have a lot of them. Uh, you know, the, the fun thing, if we were, if we were playing, what did you not know about me? I have a long list. I've, I've always been someone who uh, I, I guess the way I would describe myself is I am fearless of looking like an idiot. Um, I, I often say my, my mouth and my foot are the same size for a reason. Uh, so I, and, the, and where that's kind of manifested in my life is I, I moved nine times in 12 years for school. So I've, I've, I've growing up, I've never met a stranger. Uh, I went to four different colleges. I played five sports in high school, three in college and two semi-professionally. So I, I've, I've always never been afraid of, of taking on things or, and I've always lived a life where my mom inspired me to believe I actually could do anything I wanted to do. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but she made me believe that. So I've written over 100 country songs. I've been in over 100 TV commercials. I've made two movies. I've, I, had a, I had a rock band for a very short period of time. By the way, not a great actor, not a great singer, um, not a great writer, but those are things I've written poems. Like I, I, I look up and I go, well, if, if Jay-Z can do it, why can't I do it? If, right? and I've always kind of lived a, a life of psychological leveling you know, if you get into that study and it's, it comes from growing up with self-esteem challenges and, and wondering why your family is so different than all the families around you and why you're so poor and you can't have the things that other people have and which could include food from time to time. Right. So those because of that upbringing, I'm super thankful for everything that's happened in my life, all the good, all the bad, because I've learned 
what I didn't want to be like, what I didn't want to put my kids through, what I didn't want to accomplish. And, and therefore, I, I'm fearless to take risks and chances. I've had to rein that in from a business perspective because I have, you know, built some big businesses and, and then lost everything and played that game too many times in my life. So I've become more conservative around those type of things. But I am fearless of the stage. Uh, I'll, I'll sing for you right now. It won't be awesome. But, you know, I, I, if someone out there is going, oh, my gosh, he's not a great singer. I don't care because I know I'm not a great singer, but I, I'm just, I'm not afraid of those things. And so I think that's the, the quirks all revolve around the idea. And I'm not, I'm not into shock therapy, meaning I'm not going to say something crazy and shock people to get their attention. Um, but I think the quirks uh, around me are just all the different experiences that, that I've had in my life. I was a, a, a kind of a youth pastor for a long time. I love kids, um, ha had a lot of personal challenges. Uh, around that had lots of miscarriages lost a child um you know i have two amazing stepchildren today but i so there's a lot to this short 49 year life that um has culminated in a whole bunch of experiences and i think add them all up and that's probably the quirkiest thing about me excellent thank you so what do you have that most or what do you habit do you have that most positively affects your mindset and your life well, it's a combination of things. I have to trick myself and build friction around uh, my habits because I am not a normally, I think the old idea of a disciplined person who uh, I, I think of my amazing friends from the military who I, I just imagine them getting up every morning and making their bed perfectly and tucking in the corners and that sort of thing. And that's that's not me, only to find out that that's kind of a myth for all of us, right? So it's, it's about the systems and the models around the habits. So I, I have a a silly thing that, uh, I, oh, I don't know if it's silly, Diana Kokoska and I were talking about this probably 15 years ago, and she was just starting to to run our coaching company at the time, and uh, we both put in our daily calendars, at the time I was using handwritten at-a-glance calendar, and I wrote in every day, who are the most, who, what, are you, what, did, what are you going to do today to affect the most important people in your life? And that, that happened at 6.20 every single morning because that was how I wanted to start my day. At 6.20 in the evening, I would write the same thing that said, what did you do to impact the most important people in your life? And of course, with the digital changes over the last 15 years, if you look at my calendar today, it's still it's still on here. Um, so you'll see the last, let's see if I can scroll in on that. But the last thing on my yep. calendar is still, it's still there. And it, and it you know, you, you lose sight of it for a while, but then it just kind of constantly keeps you centered. But that's one of probably a hundred systems I have in my, in my life that keep me on track with habits. Um, again, I have great accountability partners around me. If it's a business side, my 411 with Gary Keller, uh, you know, that that's a really important one. Uh, my wife and I have, you know, some pretty specific dietary uh, restrictions or conversations, um, uh, you know, we don't, we don't drink much. If we do, it's a, a glass of wine kind of thing. So we have some hat, we built in some habits that I think cause there to be more friction uh, to, to let yourself get off track than others. That makes sense. Love that. Quick question on your end of day at yeah. 620 when you yep. recap, does that act as a bookend or a point of closure for you that allows you to shut off the work mode and go right back into family mode. 
Yeah, I think, I, you know, I would love to tell you that and I, this is why I need my I need my wife on all of all of these interviews so she can she'll have a little buzzer that she can she can buzz when I'm stretching the truth. Uh, but you'll find I'm extremely transparent. It's just the easiest way to be. And uh, I, I in this role, this is a season in our life. We've had the conversations with our 15 year old. Uh, you know, she's in her high school years right now. We've had the conversation with our friends and family around vacations and holidays and that sort of thing. Uh, and, and while I love and believe in a, in a balanced life, there's so much work to do. And there's so many people depending on this company that we're, you know, we're out of balance in the moment and, and you're supposed to be, that's the other myth from Gary's one thing book is there's no mm -hmm. such thing as a counterbalanced life, but again, we have to build in habits. So there is no, there is no bookend currently to answer your question. There's things that happen you know, uh, till 1130 last night that require attention. And, and uh, it's a 200,000 families, depending on us, there are 825 offices and 2400 locations. There are, you know, uh, there's just a lot going on in this season. Now, I will say that I build in some, I, I have to build my personal calendar first. So my vacation at the end of this year, I will have the phone turned off, and it'll be all about that vacation. Um, every Wednesday night we have date night and the, I won't, I won't respond to an email, answer the phone at Wednesday at, at five. I'm, you won't see me until Thursday in the morning. If you need something, find someone else kind of thing. <laughs> Sunday is our dream date. Uh, my wife and I get together every Sunday. We go over our personal finance, our dream goals, um, you know, all, all, all important things in our relationship, but it, but it's, it's much different at, at, you know, I don't, I don't want to say at this level, because it's not a level thing. It's about the season that we're in, the market that we're in coming out of COVID. I think we're in the, the hardest time ever to be uh, in leadership in any area uh, right now. And I think there's just a lot that, that requires our attention and our focus. Excellent. Yeah. So, Mark, what bad advice do you most often hear in our profession? Oh my gosh, there's so much of it. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know I, I would start. I would start this way. Uh, there are no shortcuts. I mean, you, you have to, yes, there's ways to innovate, get better, uh, do better. We're going through, I think, what, what the Innovator's Dilemma book outlines so well in this industry right now. But the, the last couple of years have been extremely frothy. And the worst advice, and I see this happen all the time, and this, this is why I have a platform that starts with personal finance. And, I, and I'll give you my short theory on this or version on this, but we all work to make a living. And I, and I love the utilitarian utopian idea of we're in this business because we love the American dream and we want to help our customers have an, and I, and I believe all that. And I think that's why it attracts the right people to this industry. But at the end of the day, we, we have to make a living or we go out of business. And so if you start with the end in mind and think about personal finance, um, you know, getting your own house in order first is so important to building a strong business. So when it comes to advice or tactics or whatever the case is, we see real estate companies with no other value proposition go start offering cash rewards or stock, or it's been extremely frothy and the crazy things we've seen. And it works. It's very effective with people who don't have their own house in order. And they might be a top real estate agent selling lots of houses. Number one reason people get out of this business who are successful at it is income taxes. So you, know, you, you people tend to take the short-term view of this business way more than the long-term view. And Gary says it, you know, you're not looking for a great year. You're looking for a great career. 
And mm -hmm. a great example is the times we're headed into right now. Uh, you know, my wife and I are in a position after a lot of hard work to have our passive income cover all of our bills, no matter what happens in the market. So if we were running sales businesses right now, we do run brokerages and other businesses. Um, we are, again, fearless about what's happening in the market because we have plenty of money to cover our bills because of decisions we made when times were good. And so uh, for people who are stretched to the limit and they've got the highest, we've got the highest ever student loans, credit cards, car and mortgage debt in the history of, of ever. And there's gonna be a lot of people that wake up and make really bad lifelong decisions because of short term issues. That's the number one problem in the industry. That's the number one advice. I, I wish people would take the view of what do I truly value and where do I need to be in 10 years? I'm watching people you know, um, I'll give you a, a famous example. I had a competitor offer a half a million dollar signing bonus to one of my top agents who turns out needed it and took it. And in three years, we'll pay $600,000. It's almost three years. We'll pay $600,000 back to that firm when they paid $40,000 in that whole time to, to our brokerage. And so now they're in a situation where they're kind of stuck and they're gonna have to continue to pay $200,000 a year to mm -hmm. be in business with that company. And when asked, they they really don't see the same value as they had it at the former brokerage. So it's a great example of, of you know, making a short-term decision that had long-term impact. So I think that all of all the advice around that, it, it's kind of the, you know, and I, I, I'll, I'll, I tend to gin up a lot of energy around this, but uh, it's kind of like the, the Bitcoin catnip cryptocurrency <laughs> of real estate right now. And there are some fundamentals. There are some, I'm going to sound like I'm really old and old school. There's some fundamentals in this business, like building a database and communicating mm -hmm. in a systematic way. And, and, and 201, right, Mark? 201 club. That's where we're going. So anyway, but that's, you know, I could go on all day about, about bad advice. I think the other thing that's happened since, which is unique in the last 10 years, and we're an example of this right now, there's a guru on every channel. And, uh, you know, I have, uh, you know, very famously, I look at, I look at people like Gary Keller, who's truly been a visionary, literally written the books on this industry. There's more quotes in this industry, industry-wide by Gary Keller and Keller Williams than there are all the other competitors combined. And that's awesome. We're a training company, you know, and so I'm going to tend to listen to someone like Gary Keller before I listen to the latest YouTube sensation guru on all things real estate. And I think that's, uh, I think, I think there's a lot of really good advice out there right now. And there's a lot of really crummy advice. Excellent. And, and last question for you, Mark, what book or books do you most often recommend and why? Well, I'm always going to start with our, our core foundational millionaire real estate agent. Um, it, it's applicable to any business. Uh, it's, it's as true today as the, the year it came out. Um, I like millionaire real estate investor. I mean, all the, all the books, and this is not, by the way, I don't get paid to sell Keller Williams books. Um, but I do think there's a ton of mindset leadership embedded in them. If we go outside of that, I'm a huge Simon Sinek fan. Uh, Infinite Game might be my favorite book of all time. Leaders Eat Last is, is right up there. Start With Wise right up there. So anything Simon Sinek. I'm a huge fan of John Maxwell and everything leadership. And I could, I probably, I think he's put out a hundred books by now. And I, and I, I believe I've read every one of them. Uh, but I'm big on personal finance books. Um, if you want to, I've i now in a position where I've met a few authors, and uh, you know Liz Wiseman, who wrote Multipliers, um, is I think one of the best books of all time. I think uh, I got to interview Gino Wickman and Rocket Fuel, an amazing book. Uh, it depends on which area. I've read probably a hundred personal finance books. 
Uh, I love, you know, I, I used to read Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich once a quarter. Um, Stop Acting Rich. Anything Dr. Thomas Stanley, I think is really important. I'm a big fan of every major guru personal finance, and I would include Tony Robbins in that. I'd include David Bach in that, obviously, a, um, you know, Dave Ramsey, a Robert Kiyosaki. I've studied every personal finance guru. Morgan Housel has a great book out. But if there, if there was one book I would read today, which is the, one of the it's, the, it's the worst reading book of all time. In fact, I've fallen asleep about 10 times reading it, just to be clear. But I would, I would reread the work on Innovator's Dilemma. And I would understand what's happening, what happened in the travel industry, what didn't happen in the legal industry, what happened in the, you know, the media streaming industry, all of those things that are impacting the real estate business. If you want to be an expert at real estate, that book will help you understand how you win going forward. Um, you know, and I, and I think, so I, I could give you a hundred books, but I would start with that one. It depends on what area of your life. And I would always, I always, always, always recommend best book I've ever read um, to center uh, myself is, is my Bible. And so, you know, whatever faith you, you are or are not, if there's a, if there's a book that goes along with that, I tend to start and center from that book. Excellent. Yep. Mark, thank you very much for your time. Again, Mark King, president of Keller Williams Realty International. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you. Let's go get them. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Inside the Markets with John McLeod. I hope you found this topic interesting. Each show, we will bring you intriguing and relevant commentary from the top experts here in our market. If you have suggestions for future topics or would like to be a guest on the show, please email me at johnmcleod at kw.com. That's J-O-N-M-C-L-E-O-D at kw.com.